0: Welcome back, bosses. Let me just set the scene of where I recorded this podcast. I was in this warehouse with thousands of plants, pillows, couches, chairs, everything upside down and in between. And I was sitting around this huge table that spanned 20 feet long with the sun setting. And it was golden hour, surrounded by thousands of colorful books with this amazing lady, her name is Heidi Wells, and she's celebrating her 10th year in business with Silk Purse Design, as well as launching her new website. So this episode could not have come at a better time. We talk about anything and everything when it comes to her journey, home staging, being a mother of four. I actually met her 17 years ago in China, and apparently I've been on the microphone since I was six years old, and you'll have to hear that story, but here I am today, still on the microphone and talking to people. So stay tuned for the episode. I'm super excited about this one. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. I'm live and in person with Heidi Wells. And we'll go over our story, but I've known her for a long time since we adopted my sister, your daughter. So it's kind of funny. We met in China. We did. (laughs) So it's kind of cool. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Something to start with is what defines your lifestyle? You know, I own a small business.
1: And I have four children and three dogs and a house that's constantly under renovation. <laughs> so um, that kind of defines my lifestyle right there. Um, play, play clothes. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a play clothes kind of
0: a girl. So, yeah. I love that. I mean, you're. I don't know how you do it all, to be honest, but we'll get into that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so do you want to tell people kind of how we know each other? It's kind of funny. Yeah.
1: So, um, So I met you and I'm trying to do the math. Which mm-hmm. isn't my strong suit. Um, you were little. I'm. I was six. You were six. I was gonna say we were ten, but I was. I was, I was six off by a few when years. I went
0: to China to get my sister. Now yeah. I'm 23. So wow, wow. <laughs> I can't believe I've been that long. That's a long time. Yeah. And you impressed me from the moment
1: I met you. Really? And you impressed everyone because (laughs) you you danced and sang. You took the microphone on the bus. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I do not even remember. No,
1: no. You were were a budding star even at that time. (laughs) Like, you know, the the women who were kind of like there was a guide in each place Mm -hmm. we went. And they had a microphone and they'd be at the front of the bus and they'd be talking and then they would like <laughs> hand it over to you and i'm sure your mother has told you oh this my or gosh. has videos of it that's but so funny but you um you were just so together and amazing at six <laughs> that's so funny and such an inspiration and i think to all the parents on the bus and future parents on the bus they were like yes our child would be just like lily grace <laughs>
0: oh Wait, that's so funny. I don't remember that. And here I am with a microphone still. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's so So funny. So I knew you when you first began your career. Yes, yes, yes. Six (laughs) years old in China. But so basically our my parents and Heidi went to China to adopt May and Molly, my little sister, and we all met on the trip. You were from Mass, you were from New Hampshire. We went through China Adoption with Love. And it was just like an amazing experience. I do remember oh, most nice. of it, but it was just like kind of magical trip. <laughs> it really was. That was. And, you know, I went back
1: a few years later to adopt my younger daughter, Tula, Tula. and it was such a different trip. Really? Oh, yeah. How so? I mean, not to say that it wasn't magical and wonderful, but mm-hmm. kind of on the trip that we went on, we were all together. You know, there were 13 families mm-hmm. and everyone, aside from um, Jenna's parents. Mm-hmm. They split off to go to a further away province to adopt their daughter who was a little bit older. Okay, But I think every everyone else, the rest of the 12 families traveled together. So we really got to know each other yeah. really well. And truly by the end of that trip, everybody in, and people from such different backgrounds, such every, everything, people who you would never really Connect with, I think you know. Otherwise, but everyone became like family. Yeah, and I still feel that way. Yeah, me too. Um, Even though I wasn't, yeah, but we worked really hard. Um, We used to meet twice a year. Remember, we used to have get-togethers in the summer and in the winter. Yep, Chinese New Year and the summer. So we did that twice a year for many, many years. And then, like, you know, it's hard. Like, somebody gets divorced and something. But
0: we kept it going for a long time. Yeah. I knew Molly's travel group better than I knew mine. Like, I'm still really – I actually lived with one girl that I was adopted with. But I just knew – that whole group so well yeah and they were all like my little sisters yeah. end but it's so cute and like seeing them now in photos i'm like oh my gosh like people are so grown up i, I feel old <laughs> well, you
1: know looking at it from adult an adult perspective
0: it's it is
1: really crazy wow. to hear you say that you were six and now we're sitting here having a grown-up discussion i know like <laughs>
0: 17 years later yeah that's crazy yeah. oh my gosh time flies but yeah so it's kind of cool that we have that connection from China and to people who are listening I guess what was the experience like for you and how did you even c- come to adopt from China uh, um, that's really
1: interesting um, and it's probably a longer story than than we should get into but um, so I had just had my second son Virgil
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we didn't find out Uh, the gender of either of our children before they were born so but in my mind i kind of like i had one son i kind of felt like i was going to have another and we were good (laughs) we were going to have two children and we were good and when he was he was maybe a month old i had this very vivid dream that we adopted a daughter who was asian wow and I, i i it just came out of left field it wasn't like i i knew people who Yeah. Had adopted. I I didn't, I didn't have that kind of in my, you know, sphere of influence. So I woke my husband, Stephen up and I said, honey, I just had this dream and it was so vivid that we adopted a daughter and she was Asian. And he's like, you're having some kind of hormonal breakdown. I think this is a postpartum thing. And I think you just need to go back to bed. Um, and I was like, you're absolutely right. This is preposterous. <laughs> I've never thought of you know, I didn't I didn't feel like let down that I had two sons. People would say, Oh, do you want a daughter? I'd say, no, I just, yeah. just want to I'm happy too like healthy, happy children. <laughs> um, so long story. Um, I kept perseverating on this idea of adoption and I I had never thought about it before. And you know, that the internet was kind of new <laughs> and you know, I was like, googling um <laughs> international adoption. So, Stephen came home one day and he was like, "You know, I've been thinking about it. We've been saving money for a car mm-hmm. and I don't think we should buy a car. I think <laughs> we should put that money toward an adoption." Wow. And I was like, "Wow." So, when Virgil was really a baby, I mean, he was he was about a year old, maybe not wow. even a year, we started our our process. Mm-hmm. And so it just, and it was funny because we had been prepared by the adoption agency for this very long wait Mm. to match with a child. And we were like, fine, that's fine. We have a baby. We're good. (laughs) Like We we don't, we're not in a rush. And then it, for some reason, it just sped up a lot. (laughs) And they, they ended up matching us with May, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like a year sooner than we anticipated. Wow. So May and Virgil are only a year and a half apart. In okay. Yeah. So, so it was it was kind of a crazy ride. Yeah. We were in a very small minority of people who were doing what we were doing. So, but so glad we did. I like, know.
0: Seriously, the best the best two things Aww. I've done. In my I love life. that, and I feel like that's so funny. It came to you in a dream. It did. Because I feel like my parents they thought about adoption because they wanted children, and they knew someone who adopted a girl from China. Okay. So they kind of had that sphere of influence. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this is like a good idea because they loved her. That's so interesting. It just yeah. came to you.
1: It really did. Wow. So I'm sure there's some – I'm sure, you know, Freud and, yeah, you know, someone else would have something to say about, um, you know, me feeling like I missed mm-hmm. out having a daughter. Who knows? And I, But I really don't care. I feel like whatever led me to that decision – You know, And thankfully, I was married to someone who came along with me Mm -hmm. and was willing to to do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then you went back and got another (laughs) one.
1: And that was something even I didn't anticipate. I thought three children was crazy, and it kind of is. Um, But it was May. When May was Mm -hmm. old enough to string a sentence together, she would outgrow clothes or toys, (laughs) and she would say, these are for my baby sister. And I'd say, May, there's... There's not going to be a baby sister. And she said, like I said, mommy, we put these in the attic for my baby sister. <laughs> I can picture her saying so that. So, yeah, she's, she's a strong girl. Yes. So I said, you know what, just to appease her, I'll put these things in the attic. And, oh. and Stephen said, what are you, why are we hanging on to this stuff? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> just uh, May. You know, May's really kind of fixated on the baby sister. He's like, no, no, no. Finally, same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. After a while, he said, Fine we can adopt one more time but that's it
0: the door is closed (laughs) no more children that's crazy oh my god and tula is so cute the last time i saw her i think she was like a baby or a toddler like very very young yeah that's crazy. and how old is she now she's graduating eighth grade so (gasps) she'll be a freshman oh my god next year i know crazy she's so cute they're all so cute but it's just so funny oh my gosh i love that story when you were younger like say my age in your 20s did you ever expect to have four kids like Never. was this in your playbook not not in my wildest dream <laughs> yeah and you have a business yes which we'll talk about too so do you want to describe what silk purse design is for people who haven't heard of it so the the short answer is we're a home staging company mm-hmm. but the long
1: answer is much longer um and we do we do a kind of specific kind of home staging um, it's a little bit different a little bit more involved mm-hmm. and um I think a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah, but we but we stage homes. So we help people sell their homes.
0: Yeah. And I don't think it's as simple as that because I feel like a lot of people like for instance when they hear interior design they're like, "Oh, you just throw a pillow on the couch." Yeah, it's right. like so simple, but it's very technical and what you do specifically is very involved like you said. And you, like we're sitting in your warehouse right now and we're surrounded by like beautiful books and plants and pillows, but it's very like thoughtful and it's very designed I feel like like your work stands out when I'm like scrolling on my Instagram like it just is not cheesy at all
1: (laughs) it's really good (laughs)
0: and coming from someone with an interior background
1: you know background in interiors that's a huge compliment so thank you how long ago
0: did you start so
1: 10 years so um this month Wow. Day, um, is our is our 10th year anniversary which is crazy um because i did start with my husband's pickup truck and mm-hmm. two pillows and the lamp <laughs> that i you know borrowed from someone else yeah so and it in in 10 years we're here and you've crazy. toured you've toured so I know.
0: you know i know but it's funny because this is a really big warehouse in newton but when you started you had the downstairs yeah. and all of a sudden you had the upstairs and then the upstairs like front room. And it's just like grown over the years. And I've taken a few people here and it's just so impressive to me. And like my boss and I were like, oh my gosh, we have to visit. So it's so cool what you do. And can you describe kind of like how you started?
1: So I had been a a makeup artist for 25 years. I was represented by an agency here in Boston. And um, so I traveled all over making people look pretty Mm -hmm. so they could sell things Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, And it was great it was a career that i kind of fell into after art school
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i studied photography at mass art oh, cool, yeah. and um so i just i worked for Revlon in college i ended up you know doing makeup and doing this job that i didn't never really planned on but it kind of came to me and it was great for 25 years <laughs> but as kind of as time went on and 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 kind of toward the end of my my career as makeup artist my husband and i bought our kind of our swan song house like (laughs) a house that was literally falling down um and i was obsessed with it i I, we had renovated many times we'd bought and sold we'd been Mm -hmm. landlords like steeped in real estate but this house was an obsession for me Hmm. and i didn't i wanted to stay home and do things to the house more than i wanted to go out and put makeup on people. (laughs) And it was really a pivotal moment for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I always felt like there was something bigger calling me and I couldn't really put it together. Um, But buying that house solidified everything for me. Wow. Like I needed to be, I needed to be all in with houses. And Mm -hmm. so I I, I think that that kind of relates to the way I form Silk Purse and what we do People have their notion of what it is. They yep. watch HGTV, exactly. and and a bunch of people come in with a bunch of little furniture, and they we they put a lot of pillows. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm not like there's a lot of people who do it a lot of different ways. Pretty right. much, you know, every person's going to do it their own way. Mm-hmm. But I think across the board, especially here in Boston, um, you know, late to the game in staging. When I started, there were very few people who were staging in Boston, mm-hmm. and now it's grown to where there's like many, many, many companies. Um, and everyone kind of has their own look, but, um, I would say staging across the board is like lighter pieces of furniture, a little bit formulaic. Yep. Um, you know, like you walk into a house and you're like, oh, staging, I get it. This is where the TV goes. Oh, that couch. I I got that couch too from Wayfair. And (laughs) yeah. So, so there's a lot of that. And I kind of felt like I wanted to do something a little bit different for properties that needed a service that was different. Mm. So I think that's what it's grown to. And that was definitely my intent from the beginning. Not that I ever thought I'd end up in this crazy, you know, warehouse (laughs) situation with uh, furniture up to the ceiling. It's so cool. um, I'll have to take
0: pictures so people can see. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. It's hard
1: to imagine. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I feel like, too, last time I was here, you described it in a really good way. You were saying, like, you take really big fancy houses that need a lot of help how do you like word that yeah so um so I think that our ideal project is a
1: complicated property Mm um one of value that um that just doesn't show to its potential yeah it's not a house that you can put you know staging furniture in necessarily Mm -hmm. and have it look believable Mm mm-hmm so, um, so we made that our focus. I mean, we 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 work in a lot of different types of homes, right? You know, some very very large and some small. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, it, it's it's best, or, or, or we're at our best when people call us with a head scratcher. They're like, I I need something different here, <laughs> and and oftentimes that involves things that it fall outside normal staging, Mm -hmm. like, you know, replacing all the light fixtures in a house down to the, you know, the switch plates, like um, you name it, like it could be, you know, guiding people to the right contractors to do repair work, the really kind of unsexy part of preparing a house for sale, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, making sure that the the plumbing's all up to code and, you know, the things that, anything that might come up, you know, there's cracks in the wall, we need to get someone in for that, a mason, Mm -hmm. a landscaper, um, so we're kind of going, you know, sitting down with the seller and the realtor and making a list, you know, here's what we think you should do. And, you know, you have to be cost conscious and mm-hmm. you have to say, well, what's going to give these people the most return. Yep. And usually staging comes after that. Sometimes people say, you know, great. You know, we've had a consult with you. We think we, mm-hmm. we think we can handle this. And, you know, that's one option to just, you know, for we for us to just come in, consult, but um but it's usually followed up with staging yeah so we do all the stuff we paint we, you know
0: yeah we clean we do the windows not we but um, yeah yeah yeah. but speaking of the unsexy part <laughs> of you know staging and design like i feel like people like oh they go in there with their dresses and they just oh, like the accessories and like yeah. do all that stuff but you're like getting down and dirty like cleaning stuff car- like carrying all the stuff in placing it like it's a lot of work it's physical <laughs> it is it's, yeah it, it definitely is and we do we work with
1: the with a professional moving company right um so we are not lifting the majority of the furniture, but, you know, the day of the move-in, the movers come and they bring all the things and we've made copious notes about what's going to fit here and we've measured and, but no matter what, there's always something that doesn't work out the way you plan. Yeah. And I say, you know, the gold here is being able to know when you're wrong. Yeah. And it happens on almost every job, mm-hmm. you know, like you bring something in and you look at it and you're like, huh. That's not exactly that's not as beautiful as i thought it was going to be or that doesn't fit as well so the movers will take it away but the next day it's on us Mm -hmm. to bring something in Mm -hmm. and it's not bad if it's two night tables or some lamps or a small rug but many times there's been a hutch (laughs) or a credenza or a giant rug and you know it's up to me and you know the people <laughs> i work with Charlie. i know very <laughs> unpretty of, of us like you know hoisting things upstairs and you know like you know yeah like you just want to cry yeah we, we have we, we we say it often i would say on every job there's no crying in home
0: staging <laughs> or design in general right, right. <laughs> and in furniture people are like oh, like it sounds so fun. Like you just sell pretty stuff. It's like great. But like there are furniture emergencies. People are very, they're like, I yeah. did this yesterday. Like yeah. it's very intense and funny how like things can be. It's not like the medical field where like people are dying, but it's like people are dying if oh, they, they don't have their chair. They, they think they're dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it's sure. Really funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. And we were chatting a little bit about like what's going to happen with the housing market and everyone's like, it's going to crash. I mean, what's to go up is to come down but like how has the housing market kind of affected your business over the past 10 years
1: well it's interesting um we've never been we've never been slow good (laughs) Um, and we've been you know in business long enough to see the market go up and go down um when it's a buyer's market it's kind of you know people are vying for for the buyers. So Mm -hmm. there's more impetus for them to want their house to be absolutely perfect, Perfect. but, and I kind of thought, well, in a seller's market and we have seen it, you know, right now it's a tremendous seller's market. Mm -hmm. Um, This, this spring started off slower than any spring on record for us, us. it was, it was really interesting. Things were selling so quickly that by the time someone even called me to inquire yeah. about coming to take a look at something, um, it was it was gone. It was sold. Like yeah. it would sell off market. Yep. Or they would say, well, you know, the spectrum of staging, we're gonna go with the lower price right. staging because it's... it's gonna sell in five minutes. Yeah. So um so the spring really did start off slow, which was great because I got to finish my website.
0: Oh my God. Yay <laughs> so I can link it at the end. Yeah. So we
1: are literally we're like a minute away from putting it live <gasps> good so um and i think of the super wise thing that you told me the last time i saw you which was you know better to be done than perfect mm-hmm. and i'm like okay that's just what it's going to be it's <laughs> not, we're not going to have every single thing we want on there but... right
0: and not to say that you should put out bad work or anything no, like no that, website. but it's you put also... it in perspective. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Especially a website or a portfolio. It's like you want to put yourself out there just so people know where you are and kind of like yeah. what you do and then you can always change it as you go. Yeah, like well, that's the thing. Now it's now the the current website, the one we we're just
1: finishing it, you know, our plan is for it to be ever evolving. Yes. And yeah. the other one was kind of static. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just all the way around even though it took three
0: years to come to <laughs> fruition it was worth it yeah for sure that's so exciting yeah. so i feel like you're just so naturally good and have a really good eye for conceptual design and i'll like put pictures on my instagram so people can see but it looks very designed it looks like it should be in a magazine this type of staging and it's amazing so how did you kind of come to be this way like how do you just like walk around your warehouse and know that this will look good with this and how does that work
1: i think that partnership what makes this what it is so uh laura johnson is my my one full-time employee and um has been for almost nine of the ten years that we've been in business and laura is my dearest friend from the sixth grade (laughs) so she and i um are definitely more like sisters. Um I I jokingly call us uh, dysfunctional co-joined twins because we <laughs> often think the same thoughts and you know we have very similar aesthetic um and, and and we balance each other out a little bit because I think she she's a little more conservative and I'm a little less conservative and mm-hmm. we balance each other out you Good. know I might have some crazy idea and she's like no let's pull it back a little or I push her forward but we know every piece of furniture <clears throat> and there are thousands of them mm-hmm. and we kind of don't know them all. We do have a database that we, that we use, yes. but, um, so when we go to do a furniture plan, we, it's just, she and I and tape measures and iPad and pictures. Nice. And we sit in each room and kind of just ruminate. We're like, okay, what's best here. And mm-hmm. we, it usually have to work through a couple plans Mm -hmm. we're like okay a queen bed on this wall you know maybe we have room for a desk over here do this and that and we've been doing it so long and we know the furniture so well um we often say, "Ooh, if we were if we were designers out in the real world, what would we ever do? Because like, if we brought in a piece of furniture, you measured and you did all this, and you bring in a piece of furniture and it's wrong, and you mm-hmm. asked your client to buy it for five thousand dollars, it doesn't. What
0: happens? Bad, we're like bad. <laughs> so just the thought of
1: it gives me such anxiety. Yeah. Um, like for us, we're like worst case scenario: we bring it in and it doesn't fit; it goes back on the truck, it goes back to the warehouse, right? And, we, and it's on us, like kind of like trial and error trial and error but i mean we obviously try to to, get it right keep it right yeah um and you know in a big house and we typically will furnish a whole house i mean we don't do partial staging so you know for instance this house that it was just before i came here we were making a furniture plan Mm. and it's four full floors wow and it's six bedrooms wow so there's a giant kitchen that's going to accommodate a desk a sectional stools like, that could be an apartment. It <laughs> could be a little, you know, Beacon Hill apartment, literally. So, um, you know, there's a huge basement to this house. It's an amazing house, and it has a pub that was brought over from Europe, <gasps> it, like taken apart in England or Scotland. I'm not sure where, but taken what? apart, st- stick by stick, <laughs> stone by stone, and built back in the basement of this house. Whoa. Stained glass little like banquettes like from the turn of the century it's crazy so a museum. Um, <laughs> so we're like mm, this is a challenge but it's very dark it's mm. in the basement i mean it's all this dark paneling wood yeah so we're I gonna try, try to brighten it up and bring some light nice. like light rug and stuff like that that's but, crazy but so you know it just it's room by room yeah we go we sit in it we talk about it we argue about it <laughs> who's gonna be right who's gonna be wrong we yeah. agree yeah um but then it's, it's and it's, I, I, I often say to people, it's kind of like putting things through a series of sifters. You know, you start with the big pieces and you shake that out <laughs> and then, you know, like you, their case furniture and your beds, mm. and rugs. And then you go to the second level and you shake that around a little and what settles. And then you get down to like the little stuff, the linens, the pillows, mm. the artwork, the fun, you know, the fun, <laughs> but it's like, you have to have those building blocks. Right. So it's, it's only a formula in the way we approach it, never the design. Got I mean, it. Like, Got it. Yeah. Like, I just n- – I never want to show the same
0: room to No. Us. And you don't. Like, every single space, it, it looks like it should be there. You know what I mean? It's not like totally. that couch is just brought in from Ikea. Like, cool. But it right. looks like it belongs and, like, it's been there for years. Like, if you just showed a picture. Always the goal. Yeah. The goal
1: is for – at least for me from the very beginning – I wanted to showcase houses in a way that people came to them and felt instantly that they want to live there. Mm. Um, that, you know, and we talked about this the last time you were here. Um, We try to paint a picture mm-hmm. of the person who quote unquote lives in the house. Yeah. And it usually has nothing to do
0: with the way the people lived in the right, house.
1: Right, right. Um, so we start with an empty house, but obviously, you know, I've, I've seen the house before it was emptied, Mm -hmm. I know the kind of furniture, um, you know, that was there. And I'm like, (laughs) how can we improve upon this? Yeah. And, you know, make it more interesting and make it more layered and Mm. ultimately more enticing. Yeah. But it's, um, you know, books, like we talked about books and musical instruments. And, you know, I want the people who live in my quote unquote house (laughs) to, um, to be well-traveled and well-educated and well-read and they cook. They entertain, you know. I love they're, they're that in garden. <laughs> you know, they, they just have they, they just have this idyllic lifestyle. And that's really what we're always trying to sell. Like For sure. how you could have the best life possible. And oh it's gotta God. be a cohesive thing. It's gotta go from room to room. You know, you can't have one room that looks like Joanna Gaines and then one room that looks like, you know, yeah. Chrome and
0: like, so it's, there has to be a cohesive feel. Right, right. And you're so good at that. And it's so interesting because you said you and Laura have known each other since you were sixth graders, yeah. 11 years old, and you said you were you connected by furniture, moving yeah. furniture. That's so cute. It's,
1: it's exactly it. We would go to her house you know, one weekend and sleep over there and rearrange all her parents' furniture. <laughs> and then the next weekend, we would go to my parents'
0: house. And, and they were you know, okay with that? Yeah. Love you know, that. Do
1: what you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, as long as you're not getting in trouble, go ahead. I know, sure. <laughs> so, it's funny. We, like, yeah. you know, all 80 pounds of us each. Literally. We would like, be moving. we move the piano. We were, like,
0: <laughs> and then we still do it. That's so funny. And where'd you grow up again? In Wakefield. Wakefield. Okay, yeah. so you're we in Mass. That's so funny. Yeah. And it's funny how kids are. Like, my little sister, Molly, she is really good at building stuff, like, with wood and like drills and saws and all the things that i can't do and she builds these skateboard ramps and when she was like 15 16 my mom was like yeah no power tools while i'm gone from the house like yeah. i'm like did you ever think you'd be telling your 15 year old daughter no, no power no. tools i'm gone <laughs> but like it's so funny what kids do yeah so and she's gonna
1: be an engineer right? yep
0: she wants to build bridges she's going to school for civil engineering and construction wow. management okay. so she'll be making the money <laughs> and,
1: right and yeah and more, and more women need to be in those fields. oh for sure so. being an asian
0: woman like she's gonna kill it in she the stem is. so totally. it's really cool and like what's um may interested in
1: you know, it's funny, Mae's interests are so varied. And so did, I told you she was going to, to UMass. Yes, yes. So, um, and that's, I think, one of the things that I was able to convince her. I said, Mae, you really don't, and she did look at Wentworth because she is oh, interested cool. in yeah. engineering. I said, but you're not certain. Like, I know when you went, you knew absolutely that you wanted to study interiors. Yeah. And that was the place. It was the right fit. It all gelled together. But yeah. for me, she's like, engineering, anthropology. Oh,
0: cool. Maybe law,
1: maybe medicine. Like, so I think UMass is going to be great for her. Nice. Because she can try Explore. a bunch
0: of Yeah, no, and a lot of kids, like I was a rare case, but like a lot of kids just don't know. And I feel like it's a lot of pressure to have an 18-year-old kind of know what they want to do for the rest of their Dude. life. But is it? was there anything when she was younger that you're like, you know, how you moved the furniture and Molly yeah. did the power tools? But it, was there anything that she was like super interested in?
1: Well, you know, it's funny, and we talk about this a lot. May can solve any puzzle. Oh, wow. She's just got, she's got really great spatial abilities. Um, She's super smart. Yeah. Um, But from when she was little, like just jigsaw puzzles or any kind of like thing that, you know, fine motor Mm -hmm. dexterity, like these little, you know, metal puzzles where you had to like fit the pieces. She could always do it. Like wow. everyone would come to her and be like, I can't figure that out. Can you tell <laughs> yeah. me? And so I said to her the other day, my dad, um, my dad said, May, um, we were visiting my mom um, for Mother's Day, May. and my mother's very old and was having trouble getting up, and May helped her. My mm. dad said, you're so compassionate. You're kind and compassionate. He said, maybe you should consider medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the way home, I said, you know, being a physician is being the ultimate puzzler. Yeah, actually, that's so true. So I really don't know, but um, but we'll see. Yeah, the world is her oyster. Literally,
0: it's so interesting, and I feel like even people who are in their twenties or thirties or forties or fifties, like who still don't know really what their passion is, like right. I feel like life is just constantly like you have to be curious and you have to kind of follow your instinct and kind of like what t- makes you tick. I feel like
1: that's so wise. Yeah, of you okay. your
0: tender age. <laughs> but the thing but is, true. like, like for you, you went to school. Uh, for photography right and then you started in the makeup world and you were so good at that but then like you kind of went back to your roots in a sense and got into the furniture and into the homes and yeah. like what you said so I feel like it's okay to wander like I feel like it's kind of um, ancient like an old way to look at things when people are like okay you need to know what you want to do and then find a company and then stick there for 30 plus years it's like not how it is anymore
1: it's not I mean I think I think it's great if you find something that you love right out of the gate, um, and you and you stick with it. My husband's
0: one of those people. He's a firefighter. He's a firefighter. Yeah, yeah, so that's so cool. I mean, it works for some people, but I feel like for the people who might feel a little lost, like to see that there's so many different paths, it's like cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. And of course, there's this funny little thing out there that everyone
1: says, you know, if you, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, Yeah, know, but really the truth is that you'll work 24 <laughs> seven, which is, yeah. yeah, it's true. That's I mean, so if true. you, if you love what you do, you never stop doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. I was thinking about furniture all the time when I yeah. shouldn't should really be thinking about like grocery shopping i have dreams about furniture yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: but that was my next thing i was gonna say you seem very passionate about what you do how do you find balance between being a mom and being a business owner and being just a human being like how do you make it all work (laughs) Uh, i do a lot of yoga okay um nice and that's the other thing that i think about all the time zen
1: I don't it's the zen it's it's kind of everything yeah just um it's it's physical and mental and it's the only time every day Mm -hmm. that I turn my brain off Mm -hmm. as much as it can be turned off yeah like I can't think about sofas or clients (laughs) or yeah any of it or laundry or grocery shopping while I'm you know trying to attempt an inversion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so, so funny. funny. Oh my gosh. And kind of like what's your next step, I guess or what's next for you? I mean, you're launching your yeah. website. You've yeah. hit 10 years for the business. I feel like you've like conquered the staging world. Like what's next? Oh, um I you know, I
1: don't know. Um I love what I do so much. Um and selfishly, I think it's because I get to be the boss. I get to be oh, the yeah. client. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, at this juncture, I really don't get too much pushback um, on design ideas. I mean, I'm always happy to hear what people have to say. Mm -hmm. and If I have a really solid reason for not wanting to follow their directives, I I throw that out. But um, Laura and I both love this, doing this, because it's like, our fantasy of playing house and all these like amazing <laughs> properties, you know, you get to basically you get to like live in this property for you know a week, you know, mm-hmm. you it, and, and and it's usually like between a week and ten days, depending on the size of the property. Which is, is crazy. Is our relationship with a crazy with quick. a house? <laughs> yeah. So we just we just finished a five floor uh, house in in Beacon Hill, nice. and um, they needed to fast track it. We went in. We made a furniture plan and eight days later we moved in and fully furnished a five floor, <laughs> eight million dollar house. Yeah, so and that, even crazy. us, we were like, dang, <laughs> how did we do that? We, we had crazy. a couple, we have a really amazing upholsterer who bends over backwards for us, and I love him dearly. <laughs> um, and we had a couple pieces that we wanted to reimagine, and he met our timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and we literally hot off the press. He came and dropped Holy off cow. the chairs, and we brought them in after the movers, of course. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so you know, another stories of you know double parking and picking and carrying. <laughs> heavy things um, yeah
0: you could literally have like a TV show or write a book on this like funny stuff <laughs> like like sometimes I feel like I'm like walking around Boston with like this crazy big chair and I just look ridiculous but it's so funny right. <laughs> you like look at yourself and you're like it's so funny but oh so cool too to kind of like learn more about what you do because every time I come I learn something new or a little nuance about you so it's kind of cool and your husband must be so supportive like when you said you wanted to start staging was he like oh my gosh
1: well you know it's interesting it started off so small and so innocently, <laughs> kind of like a fire. <laughs> it's a little tiny flame. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you turn your back on it. And it's an inferno. That's okay. kind of how starting this business was. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was really supportive. And you know, Tula was little when oh, I yeah. started this. I mean, she we had just moved into our dilapidated house. <laughs> I decided I'm going to quit my 25 year career and I'm gonna <laughs> start this thing and he was great about it
0: you know he's, I love that <laughs> he's a good guy but yeah, yeah
1: he's uh, he helped me for a long time you mm. know
0: like
1: moving moving stuff, stuff and you know being patient and yeah
0: oh that's so eating cute eating people dinner
1: when i didn't get home <laughs> until 10
0: wow so yeah crazy put in a lot of time and effort and hours i mean i can see it and i again like i said check out my instagram because i'm going to post like a lot of like content and what is your new website so people can so, find you all right it's
1: the same address as our old website um, right now we just have kind of the under construction got it sign up but it's uh silk-pressdesign.com.
0: Okay, cool. So go find her. And you're on Instagram too, right? Yes, we're on Instagram, Facebook. The logo's the little pig. The pig!
1: Where did yeah. that come from? <clears throat> so it's an old saying, and I think I probably learned it from my grandmother. And she said, you can't make a silk purse from a sow's ear. <laughs> so it's a saying that goes back, I don't know, to the 1600s I or love something. that. Time and left. I thought when I started this company, of course, many of the houses that we worked on needed a lot of help mm-hmm. uh, and i thought wow we took this thing that wouldn't have sold mm-hmm. never to its never to its its you know fullest capability and made something beautiful out of it so i decided so of pers- and, and i love pigs
0: oh i loved i love Ooh, all who animals doesn't love pigs but it's so uh, cute it
1: seemed right and it also seemed like i didn't i didn't didn't want it to be pretentious mm. you know and it's not like it was a, like from completely humble beginnings my business mm-hmm. literally um a borrowed pickup truck and mm-hmm. some, a few doodads that's the best so it just felt like like the right thing and we just forged ahead and we kept the pig and I'm glad we did
0: oh me too well thank you so much for taking the time today and coming on like this was so fun and like the fact that we got to record in your library surrounded by thousands of books is just so <laughs> inspiring so thank you thank
1: you so much this was really um a, a great opportunity yeah talking to
0: you. yeah me too happy 10 years thank <laughs> Wow, I learned so much from that episode and I hope you did as well. My goal for each show is to influence at least one person, so I hope I did that. If you enjoyed this episode, please tag me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle on your Instagram and follow me. If you would like to see the show notes and some more information about each episode and the guests, please visit www.lilygraceyork.com. And again, thank you so much for being part of this community. I really appreciate your time. And I hope you got something out of this because that is my goal at the end of the day. Stay classy, stay bossy, and stay listening.